it. Make him think. There you go. Faint step. Oh, there's a faint from Jake. Oh, mm. caught him. Oh, my God. Lord have mercy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Snoop, talk about Praise dropping it like it's Lord. Christ, Holy God up! Lead me Let me stand. Wow, nothing funny about what's happening with Nate Robinson, but Snoop Dogg is is singing the hymns. He's trying to get Oh, Mamma Mia, the problem child proving to be a big his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Newport's desk. Hey, this is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's one more time, one of your favorite sportsologists back in the building for another show. And remember folks, I am always here to give it to you raw and uncut. And it's your man Black, we back in the building for another episode, one of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a bunch to cover. Appreciate everybody who showed support. Listen to our uh, mock draft show last week. We had a really good time doing that. Shout out to our football correspondent, Rashad Robinson, uh, who was in the building finally, man, and really helping us out push that show out. So appreciate all the love and support on that. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump into it, man, with an opening topic, man. So Black, you know, we're sneaker guys, man. We always been in the sneakers from Jits. And I was grown, man, and it's it's just it's just a part of our culture, man, the sneaker game. And some disturbing and troubling and sad news, as far as I'm concerned, came out this week that the late great Kobe Bean Bryant's collection and contract is apparently ending with Nike. Not apparently, the contract did expire this past week. And um the news kind of kind of kind of made a lot of folks upset and was wondering why. I have some thoughts about it. I have a lot of memories with the Kobe's, but Black, I want to get your thoughts first. Just what's your initial feelings and concerns about the Kobe Bryant line, you know, ending with Nike because they came out and said, well, Vanessa Bryant came out and said that there are going to be only two more releases, two more releases from that line. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm kind of upset. Kind of upset. Um, I, I really believe that Nike should have came out and just – in honor of Kobe, just gave him, just let it be a lifetime contract. You know, guys like LeBron, KD, and, you know, other guys who are signed to Nike, uh, Devin Booker, those guys, those guys sort of wish they could have spoke up and, you know, went to went to the headquarters of Nike and, you know, talked about this thing of getting Kobe Bryant a lifetime deal with Nike, but it didn't work out that way. Um, these last two pair of shoes that's going to come out, Yes, this is a a, 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 a a kind of a sad ending to one of the greatest players of all time, and his shoes. Every time his shoes come out, they sell out in in seconds. And to not to not have to not see Kobe Bryant name behind Nike, I just, it just don't seem right. 
But um, it just really makes me upset that Nike couldn't go ahead and push the envelope on this man and do the right thing for Kobe with him not being here and make him a lifetime partner, even, you know, even in his passing with Nike. But, you know, that's not the case. But, um, you know, we're just going to enjoy these last two pairs that's going to come out. And then the ones that we do have, you know, they're going to mean they mean a lot more now, you know, so. Um, Nike, y'all got to get this right, man. Uh, hopefully, something will change in y'all hard where y'all want to fix this. But uh, yeah, bro, I'm not, I'm not too fond of the contract ending. Yeah, uh, pretty upset as well. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm sure, I'm almost positive that Vanessa and Kobe's estate have something, uh, in the works. Um, I do not believe this would be the last opportunity to grab any type of Kobe Bryant apparel. I don't believe that one bit. I, honestly, I just, I kind of think it's a no-brainer. I understand the ties with Nike, myself, and you. I mean, we have several pairs of Kobe Bryant's. I mean, I frequently play basketball weekly, and 90% of the time, I'm out there in a pair of Kobe's. I mean, everybody knows Kobe is my favorite player from, from what I, just the beginning of time, in my opinion, I just been rocking with him. So initially I felt the way, but then I just got to thinking and then I seen the statement from Vanessa and I'm like, okay, there's something in the works. And it seems like Vanessa and the estate, you know, they didn't even try to renew the deal. They didn't even try to renew the deal. It seems like Nike was trying to renew the deal and it just kind of fell through. So part of me is saddened, but the other part of me is saying, like, what are what is Vanessa and the Kobe Bryant estate going to do to make sure his apparel, his sneakers? I don't know how much ownership Kobe had over the models and the designs and the, even the logo with the Mama Mentality logo. I really don't know. And I'm sure we'll find out in the coming days. But when you look at, you know, old YouTube videos of Kobe and then you look at the guys who are playing today like Devin Booker and DeMar DeRozan and guys who are just rocking Kobe's and everybody's wearing college basketball all over the NBA street ball uh, and your local gym ball YMCA it doesn't matter so everybody's wearing them and they definitely have a a, a much greater significance in the unfortunate um, circumstances of his passing so I definitely covered mine. At first, I was like, man, I ain't going to wear my Kobe's no more. I'm going to put them all up. But I just don't got that feeling to do that. I'm wearing them. I'm hooping in them. I'm wearing them because the feeling that I get when I got a pair of Kobe's on my feet, you know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's juvenation. It's, it feels great to have them on my feet than just compare it to them keeping them in a the box. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what Vanessa Bryant and the Kobe Bryant estate get up their sleeves. And then we'll see what Nike's going to do. But these next two releases are going to be impossible to get because the retailers and the resellers and everybody, they, they know what time it is, man. These shoes retail for $180 and right out the gate, these shoes, these last two for sure, probably going to start reselling six, 700. Mm. And then the Mm. other shoes in the past are going to go up as well. And that's the unfortunate part of it. But We'll see what happens. Disappointing news, but I am eager to see, you know, what comes uh, about this. So if you got your Kobe's, man, if you got you some, hold on to them um, because you might not see them in the Nike box ever again. And that sucks. That sucks. That man. sucks. All right, man. So we're going to transition into our sound of the week. Now, I had one sound of the week already prepared, but uh, right when I was waiting on Black to arrive, 
I ran across an old clip of Stone Cold, and I couldn't pass it up. So I got one sign of the week in the tuck. I'll say that for another time. But I'm going to play this one here by Stone Cold. And, man, uh, I'm pretty sure y'all will get a super kick um, out of this one. Shut it down. Wait a minute. Shut the stupid music down. It's the world champion's entrance. I ain't got time to watch you spray that stupid-ass water all over the crowd. You ain't gonna spit your water, and you're not gonna strut around like some kind of hot shot. We got business to talk about, so you might as well spit the water on the floor, come in the ring. We got things we got to talk about. You can't talk to the world champion like And that, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. And let me go on to further say, I right now am trying extremely hard to maintain my composure. Oh. That's not a good sign. This crowd, they want the rattlesnake to lose his composure. And you know what? You could do me another favor. You could take those rotten sunglasses off so I can look at your little beady eyes. Yeah, man, so that was a rattlesnake, man, and he was checking Triple A. So you hear the beginning of the sound where he's, you know, telling him to cut his music. And he ain't got time to see Triple H spit that stupid water out of his mouth. And we all know what Triple H did when he came to the ring, man. And that just gave me memories, man, of just how Stone Cold just disrespected folk. And they come to the ring, man, and they just they just get a verbal lashing like that, man. So I just had to play that one for y'all. Hopefully that triggers some memories for y'all here in Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just absolutely berate Hunter <laughs> Hearst Hemsley. All right, man, we're going to switch over. We're going to transfer over into our tweet. Of the week and um, oh, I thought I heard something. My bad. Into our tweet of the week, and let's see what I got today. So, one of our listeners from the show, one of our faithful listeners and faithful supporters of the show, tweeted me in black uh, over the week, and um, he wanted to know if we was going to discuss what Genie Bus had to say about the most five important Lakers in franchise history. So, shout out to Quest Seven One Zero Eight Four. Madman Q is what his tag is these days. Shout out to you, bro. And um, Genie Bus said these are her top five Lakers of all time. Uh, I'm guessing this is in no particular order. So Phil Jackson, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Kobe Bryant. Okay. Now, Black, I'm sure you already know. Um, it's one name on this list that isn't on here. And a lot of Laker faithful, you know, had an uproar about Jeannie putting Phil on there, her lover, her friend, her in whatever they are, and not having the most dominant force in basketball history on this list, and that is Shaquille O'Neal. So, Black, what do you? How do you feel about Shaq not being on Jeannie's list of the of the most of the five most important Lakers? She said important Lakers. In franchise history uh, It's disrespectful Okay uh, Shaquille O'Neal Should be on that list mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Shaquille O'Neal You wouldn't have a, You wouldn't have Three people mm-hmm. You know Shaquille O'Neal Was the driving force In the two, early 2000s Of the Los Angeles Lakers Getting back on track Getting back on track To their winning ways So he has to be On this list Over Phil Jackson I understand Phil Jackson Is a great coach Great all time, 11 championships, whatever it may be, whatever the number is. 
but you do not dismiss Shaquille O'Neal. Genie Bus has to rethink this, and we got to get this right. This is this is wrong in my opinion. I just don't see how you leave off the most dominant player in basketball history. Um, I think that was a little harsh, Black. Uh, you going at Miss Genie the way that you just did, but um. I can see her point uh, of Phil being on the list um, because let's call it what it was. You know, Shaq and Kobe didn't win until Phil got there. And we all know the implementing of the triangle offense and the wizardry, the wizardry and the, the, the guru that Phil Jackson was touted to be. But I do agree with you. I'm definitely putting Shaquille O'Neal on this list and removing um, Phil Jackson. And then some people even saying, well, why LeBron? While LeBron, well, the reason LeBron is on this list, in my opinion, because LeBron brought that championship mentality and energy back to Staples. The Lakers were an abyss. They weren't in the playoffs. A decade with no rings. I mean, and LeBron gets there in year two, they win the chip. Period. I know Anthony Davis was acquired, but the winning mentality, the, the focus was back in Los Angeles. Even we all know what took place with the Clippers, you know, swearing up and down that they were, you know, next, even with the arrival of the King. So Phil Jackson, yes, prominent, prominent force in Los Angeles to help the Lakers win titles. But this is the most dominant force that we have ever seen on the basketball floor. We haven't seen another player as dominant his, as him since. And he needs to be on this list. But I'm not going to get on Jeannie Bus like my man's black just got at her. <laughs> I understand. She's a part of the Bus family. Her and Phil, you know, they got they thing. They got they thing. And maybe she didn't want to uh, mess up home. Well, you leave your thing thing to the side, bro. This is, this is history we well, talking about Well, here. I think you know like I do. Well, you can't leave your thing thing to the well, side. Because I would love to hear you leave Britney off any type of list, my boy. Well, that's different, bro. Oh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not, my boy. It is not. So, I'm not the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers either, my hey, boy. Hey, I'm just letting you know. I would love to hear you well, leave let, all let, in Let's this. just keep it 100, though. Yeah, you go ahead and let's be tough. It you can be tough all you want. Let's you can be tough all you want. I'm going to leave you on that island by yourself, my boy, because I ain't coming to get you. <laughs> I ain't coming to get you. All right, man, so we're going to transition out of our tweet of the week, and we're going to uh, go right into uh, our start. Bench a cut, and I think I got a uh, a good one for Black. We'll see how he respond uh, for this. Blue Sports Desk. What did you do in camp? Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk? All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into our star bench a cut. And Black, you know, we got the NFL draft coming up this Thursday, and we've seems like we've been covering the draft for I don't know how long now, probably ever since the Jaguars locked up the first pick. We've been covering the NFL draft, man. So it's all coming to a head this week, of course. And um, these three quarterbacks, I feel, are the most are the quarterbacks who have the biggest question mark by their name. Black, I would like to know from you if you had a chance to start, but you could. Uh, any of these three uh, collegiate quarterbacks getting ready to come into the National Football League, I want another order in which you would do so. So here we go. Quarterback out of BYU, Zach Wilson. All right. Next up, quarterback from the University of Alabama, we have Mac Jones. And last and definitely not least, quarterback from the Buckeyes of Ohio State, Justin Fields. Black long term, 
these three guys coming into the league, who you starting, who you benching, who you cutting? Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to start Justin Fields. I'm going to bench. Mm, I'm going to bench Zach Wilson. Oh my and I'm going Lord. to cut Mac Jones. Oh my God. That's a shocker there. Uh for me, I'm going to start Justin Fields as well. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Justin Fields in the National Football League to prove all this chitter chatter wrong that we've been hearing. I'm going to bitch Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones, um, if he falls in a situation that is uh speculated, um, he'll be successful. And I'm sorry, man. I just can't get behind Zach Wilson. I just don't see a franchise type quarterback. I just don't I just don't see it. And maybe I'll be wrong. And if I am, I'll be the first one to come on the sports desk and I will say that, hey man, I was dead wrong about Zach Wilson. But um out of these three, if it was me, give me Justin Fields and Mac Jones to try to shake something over Zach Wilson. So that's where I'm at with it, man. So y'all let us know. NFL draft coming up. These three quarterbacks are the most talked about, obviously, going into this draft. Also Trey Lance as well. But these guys we saw last year, we didn't get to see Trey Lance. So, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, y'all let us know who you're taking, who you're starting, who you're benching, and who are you cutting. All right, Black, let's go ahead and transition into our top five. And uh, I think this is a pretty good one, Black. Oh, I'm eager to hear what you came up with. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Music. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> All right, Black. So this week's top five, we are talking about our top five sports performers. And what I mean by that is whether they were dribbling the basketball, throwing a football, making a tackle, throwing hands in boxing gloves, UFC gloves, Olympics, skating, golf, whatever. If these performers were on televised programming, which five are the top for you in a must-see? Black, talk to me. Give me your top five sports performers of all time. All right, I like this one, D. This was really good. Okay, okay, had good. Me, had me thinking a little bit, so I just broadened my horizon and looked at yes, my sir. life and looking at sports and people who really caught my attention. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So at number five, I got David Ortiz, Boston Red Sox. Oh wow! Uh, okay, no, okay. October the 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 some the fall classic. When October came, you know David Ortiz was going to give you that spectacular performance, game in and game out. At number four, I got Stephen Wardell Curry. Mm. Young Stephen Wardell Curry at Davidson. Okay. This kid was just everything at Davidson, man. When a, when March when March Madness came, you wanted to see you wanted to see Steph Curry. At number three, I thought this one would revel your feathers a little bit, my boy. Bernard Hopkins, my boy. <laughs> uh, I thought I the remember execution. But Bernard Hopkins was one of my favorite boxers of boxers of all time. Sure. D hated him, sure. especially when he beat Kelly Pavlik to win the belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D hated him. So I got Kelly Pavlik. I mean, I got Bernard Hawkins at number three. LeBron James at number two. I got LeBron James at number two. Hey, it's not much to say there. You already know what it is. It's the Kane. It's Raymond. 
It's the king. Mm-hmm. And then at number one, I have the human fish, Michael Phelps. Okay, okay. At number one, when this guy was in the Olympics, you stopped what you were doing to watch him in the swimming pool. That's what's up. So I, I got Michael Phelps at number one. This he from all the history he made, record breaking, all the medals he won. He was must see TV when he was doing this thing. Good mixture, man. I love it. I love it. Great, great, great uh, batch of athletes that you have there. Pretty good list, Black. All right, for me, at number five, I have Randy Moss. Prime Randy Moss. Minnesota Viking Randy Moss. Hand in the air, touchdown Randy Moss. Um, He was must see. Must see TV. Revolutionized the wide receiver position, in my opinion. Number five, Randy Moss. Number four, the spider, Anderson Silva. Mm -hmm. Anderson Silva went on a run where... He was packing out bars, houses, stadiums, everywhere. He was he was packing it out because it's probably what what a six to eight year run. Yeah, before he went down. So Anderson Silva, man, number three, Raymond. LeBron or Raymond James absolutely got to see the king if they tipping off against the the Nuggets the Magic it don't matter we watching the king and number two the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels that's right Mm -hmm. Shawn my wrestling people out there some love love Shawn Michaels he was electrifying he was he had a charisma in the ring athletic in the ring he did a lot of things to revolutionize wrestling so I always had to be in front of a tv when Shawn michaels was performing in the ring and number one the mamba kobe bean bryant move like water bite you like a snake venom in his teeth blood in his eyes kobe bean bryant and my favorite thing from kobe is when he used to grit them teeth <laughs> and had that cold look in his eye and then he put you away yes he did. number one all time for me kobe bean bryant so y'all let us know give us y'all top performers who do y'all who you couldn't miss who you had to watch on TV. If you knew they were performers, were you there? Please let us know. We would love to hear from you guys. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. And don't worry, your dog going to get right on TikTok. Now that I was playing, I'm on there. I'm going to oh, get you, black. Oh, you got your TikTok Yeah, now? I'm going to get black on there too. Y'all uh, hit us up. Okay. Y'all hit us up, All man. Right. Talk to us about sport. Why are you negative today? Let's talk about why you're negative. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a little side. Since you want to do it, let's do it on L. Bro, why you're negative? I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. We, we, we doing a sports. Oh, okay. I, I was just we're asking. not talking about TikTok. Oh, okay. Boy. TikTok oh, is okay. a great tool, my boy. Oh, okay. All right. And I'll explain cool. it to you later, cool. Mr. Negativity. All right. Let's go ahead and roll into MMA. Last night was a festive, joyous occasion for the UFC, and me and Black are getting ready to break it. All down. It's time! Black last night, UFC 261 took place in our backyard right here in Jacksonville, Florida at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. It's very unfortunate that me and Black were not able to be in attendance, but I cannot pay my mortgage to go (laughs) to a UFC event. But 
I watched and black watched just like a lot of you around the world on television. And we are here to break down probably and black probably would agree with me. Probably one of the more entertaining nights in UFC history. Uh, last night we're getting ready to break down this whole car so if you guys are in for some mma we finna feed you guys a nice heavy plate of it right now all right black let's just get into it man let's get into just the atmosphere man when you turn on your tv and you've seen uh the what, what what's the bridge downtown the blue bridge main the, street the bridge. main street bridge over and over again you saw uh the jaguar stadium on there and it's like man they 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 here they in our city what what kind of vibe did you get man man they make this they let this make the city look so beautiful you know what i'm saying i like mm-hmm. i like everything that they did you know we know it's we know it's called the main street bridge they called it the jacksonville bridge for some reason i don't understand why but um they only a hill yeah <laughs> But yeah, man, everything surrounding everything was beautiful, man. Like <laughs> Dana White said, and it, and it's true, man. You couldn't you couldn't get to a bar, you couldn't get to a restaurant. Anybody that was showing this fight, you had an hour, hour, an hour, two hour wait. You know, trying to see about this event. Place was sold out. Hotels there were no more hotels. The, everyone was booked. Like yeah. the stars were in town. Like it 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 it, it, it felt good to see Jacksonville. In a spotlight, in a spotlight, being the first, you know, uh, being the first to uh, do a full atmosphere event, uh, sporting event uh, since COVID hit. And, and and you seen the man, the energy in the building was crazy just from watching it off on TV. It's like you never heard, really heard a lot of boos uh, in, in the arena. It was just a lot of excitement because everybody was just happy to be back. You know, watching combat sports and, and just period, you know, being back in the building to be entertained. But, um, yeah, man, it, it, it felt real good that our city city was in the spotlight uh, this weekend. Absolutely. Um, excellent atmosphere. Couldn't ask for more. At, at times watching it, it didn't seem like they was in Jacksonville. It seemed like it they were in Vegas or something. Just the energy. Just the energy. It was just... It was massive, and for this to be the first full-length capacity event um, since COVID, and Tom Brady was in Jacksonville in Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Yes, he was. AB was there. Machine Gun Kelly and 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 his girl was there. Uh, just a lot of people were there for this event, and rightfully so. This card was stacked. And shout out for Dana White coming through back on his word. A lot of people don't remember. But the first sporting event back was the UFC, and it was here in Jacksonville Memorial Coliseum with no fans. This was the first program that was back on TV for sports when COVID hit. Dana White has done a hell of a job, and I know the pandemic is still going on. I know COVID is still going on, but we can't lie, man. When you turn on your TV and you've seen a full-length crowd, and that energy was coming through your TV, it felt really good. Hope everybody ended up being safe. Hopefully nothing crazy comes of this. But, man, it felt good uh, to see that, hear that, feel that. And I just wish I could have been there, been there to feel the energy in the building. So, shout out to uh, Dana White for coming through and, and holding on his word, man, and bringing a blockbuster card back to Jacksonville. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into the fights, man. Uh, we're just going to stop by. Um, shout out to every fighter on the main card last night. All finishes. All finishes. No decisions was made on the main card last night. And to be truthfully, there were 15 fights last night altogether. Pre-prelims, prelims, and main card. There was only four out of the 15 fights that went to decision. Mm. 
they came good. to fight. They came, they came to, to, fight. to perform. The energy. And they came to yeah. perform. Everybody was geeked yeah, up in were. the building that night. Well, let's go ahead and start, man. Anthony Smith getting the win over Jimmy Crute, TKA, Dr. Stoppage. I mean, I would have stopped the two with that right hand. I swung over and popped my man in the eye like the way that he did. So, uh, good call on the doc to yeah. say the day that happened in the first round. Fortunate news, man. Let's speak on Chris Wyman, Uriah Hall. Uh, 17 seconds into the fight. 17 seconds into the fight. And the weirdest thing took place. Seven years ago, almost to the date, Anderson Silva had the same leg injury against Chris Wyman. How crazy is that? It's, it's wild. And it's it wild. was the most gruesome thing you could see when Wyman, Wyman's leg just gave out. But like, what were your thoughts on just Wyman, just what happened to him? Like, man, I, I, I was sitting there... Watching it, me and my beautiful wife was watching it, and I, and I was so shocked. She was watching. She was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. It's tough, man, because you're talking about you know one of the one of the great middleweight champions. Uh, you could put him up there, and Chris Weidman, man, and for that to happen to him, that like they say, uh, seven years to the date from when it happened to Anderson Silva, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy, man. I just my prayers go out to him and his family. Sure. Hope for a speedy recovery. Sure. You know, I hope Chris, Chris I, I want to see Chris Whiteman back because I really think we were robbed of a, a really good fight. Yeah, I think him and Uriah, yeah. Him, yeah. I think him and Uriah Hall could have potentially had a fight of the night candidate. They could have. They could have. With, with their matchup. But man, um, I just hate to see Chris that happen to Chris Whiteman. But, you know, prayers to him, man, and, and to him and his family. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, speedy recovery, Chris. Well, I mean, he went through surgery Sunday morning. They expected to make a full recovery. Of course, he had to get some rods and some plates in his leg. But uh, doctors say with the right rehab, you know, he'll get back. And uh, hopefully we get to see him in Octagon one more time and he don't get to go out like that. So, uh, speedy recovery, Chris Wyman, man. Get well, man. Uh, next up, man, <laughs> the <laughs> Women's Flyweight Championship. Valentino Shevchenko, the speeding bullet, took care of Jessica Andrade. I ain't said that in a while. Andrade. <laughs> TKO elbow, second round, three minutes and 19 second stopping point. Black, another magnificent, flawless victory for Shevchenko against a game Andrade, who's a tough customer. What'd you think about her performance last night? Uh, she was great, man. Uh, everything about Valentina is great. Yeah, you want to give her a special shout out, man, for spending almost a month here. To prepare for this fight and mm -hmm. to hear her say she just love how uh, Jacksonville it is mm -hmm. and she could see herself having a home here. Mm -hmm. It was it was beautiful to see her and then you know my boy RJ you know uh, <laughs> have getting pictures seeing pictures of her at the gym that he goes to yeah, and yeah. everything man it's surreal that, like the fighters were out doing doing things mm -hmm. they wasn't just closed in the hotel room they were out doing stuff man and uh, she was one of the main ones who's been here. Over three weeks preparing for this fight, but and we and we see the work. We see oh, the work. Yeah, in, yeah, we see yeah. the work in the octagon. Like yeah. everyone thought that okay, this fight could potentially be something with uh Andre uh Andrade Jessica Andrade because she, she's so she's in your face. She pushes powerful. the pace. She's powerful yeah, as well. she's powerful. She pushes the pace, but that wasn't the case. Nah, man, that wasn't the case. When you got a, when you got Valentina standing right in front of you, it's hard to really. You got so much you have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And Valentina just picked her apart. It's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much easier they can get for her. Mm -hmm. You know, these fights are starting to look really easy for her. It's like she's not breaking a sweat. She's 
She's getting in there, breaking her opponent down, and getting them out of there. Mm-hmm. Man, that crucifix she put her in, man, and start beating her senseless. I was like, man. Mm-hmm. And this is the second time we've seen her beat somebody and putting them in that crucifix. And, and, and it's crazy to see how great she's become, man. I just, <laughs> the sky's the limit for her. She's one of the, she's one of the best females in the, in, in the UFC. Oh, no brainer. You know, no I, question. I, I just hate that. We may not potentially get a matchup with her and Nunez again, we will. but man, it's just it's so awesome to see her like being so dominant and so dominant, being so humble at the same time. So shout out to Valentina, man, on a uh, great win on Saturday night. Yeah, Shashenko is a super athlete. She's not a normal athlete. You can tell by her stature. You can tell by her physique. You can tell by the way she moves. She's a super athlete. Jessica Andrade pushes the pace. She packs a punch. She's in your face. She like the muddy. She likes to muddy the waters when she's in there, and we've seen her do it time and time again when she's in the ring. And I thought that this would be a grinded out type of event with her fighting Shevchenko. And even though this fight got deep into the second round, it's like she Shevchenko turned on the switch. And she wanted to display that she was the better athlete. She was faster. She was quicker. She was powerful. And it's no question that if Amanda Nunes wasn't around, she possibly could be pound for pound greatest female fighter of all time if she wasn't around. But that's not the case. And we know that. But job well done. Great performance. Uh, Andrade was game. She wasn't scared of her. She wasn't scared of her. But when you're as talented as Shashenko, when you're a super athlete, and you have the tools that she has. <laughs> Unfortunately, everybody we've seen her fight outside of Amanda Nunes, this has happened to them. Mm-hmm. This has happened to them. So shout out to her, Shevchenko, retaining the Women's Flyweight Championship. And shout out to her post-dance, her post-fight dance, my boy. <laughs> I mean, the, the spinner-rooney type deal that she got going on out there, man. Shout out to Valentino Shevchenko, man, for getting the job done last night. Black, if you don't mind, I'm going to start this one off, man. <laughs> <laughs> the women's strawweight championship was on the line last night. Rose challenger Rose Namajunas against Zane Wee for the strawweight championship. This was the fight that I personally was looking forward to the most. I love Rose. I'm a huge fan of Rose. Her journey, like, Everything she's been through to transform herself, transform her mind, like just everything she's been through. I'm just a fan of Rose. And it hurt me when she lost her title the first time the way she did to Andrade with that slam that knocked her unconscious Mm -hmm. because Rose was the better fighter. And here comes Zan Wee. This woman is terrifying. This woman is skilled and a super athlete just like Shashenko. And everybody in their mama told me, including you, RJ, mm. if you're listening, mm. Mm. that there's no way, no way that Rose gets this done. Matter of fact, I was told I was crazy mm. to think that Rose would get this done. Now, did that predict Rose to do this in 16 seconds? No. I didn't predict that. I did predict 
a win for Rosen. She got it done. And I had goosebumps and my energy level was through the roof as I watched her throw that beautiful left up kick and knock Zhang Wei out and become the new two-time, two-time strawweight champion. I'm just so happy for Rose. I enjoyed the emotion that she showed immediately after the fight was over. Just her taking it in. The, the, the crying, the deep breaths, the shaking as she was being named the new strawweight champion of the world. I am very happy for Rose. It was a great sight to see. And the one thing I took from that fight is preparation. When Rose kicked Zhang, it was wide open. She didn't have to get through nothing. She didn't have to sidestep. She didn't have to do nothing. Zhang's guard is wide open and Rose capitalized and threw an up kick. And after the fight, Pat Barry, her fiance and her head coach said, we studied, we studied, we studied. And those were one of the holes that we've seen. She has a wide base. She fights wide and she never really dealt with big time kicks. And as a result of that, it paid dividends. Rose, your new strawweight champion. Black, what are your thoughts on Rose becoming a two-time strawweight champion last night? Well, I'm ecstatic. Yes, 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 You know, yes. you might as well call me Mystic Mac. Because <laughs> I've been saying it I've been saying it for the past two or three weeks here. I've been saying it. I've been preaching to the choir. I've been at work saying it. RJ, this fight will not last long. Yes, sir. I've been able to watch... Rose, mm -hmm. Thug Rose, ever since she was an ultimate fighter. Mm -hmm. And we seen then how talented she was. Yes. And then she just came on the scene dismantling everybody that was put in her path. path. Everyone. A gangster. <laughs> I mean, TKO, KO, stoppage, submission, whatever it was, she was doing it. A gangster. And to, to finally go through all the adversity she went through, dealing with all the pressure of uh, being the champ the first time, not mm. being able to handle it, and you know, from losing the belt to getting back on track to get to this moment, yeah, was big for Rose. D, I said in my head when I'm watching this fight, as they walking out to the ring and they're in the ring, and I'm looking at Rose, I'm looking at something, Rose. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like, yeah, man, this is. It was like Thug Rose 2.0. Yeah, she was like she for was. Sure. Different. She was different for and sure. And then when she starts saying, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Yes. It's a reason why she was saying that. Yes. She said in the lead up to this fight on the countdown and, and, and on the embedded series. Yes. That she's seen something in every one of the fighters that she's faced. She's seeing in Zane. Yes. And she said she got to be perfect. Yes. To be able to become champion again. Yes. And that's what she was. Yes, she was. Indeed. Even though it was a one kick, but like you said, Zane left herself wide open. It's no it's it's no uh controversy here. No. Because Zane was out. She was out. She was if out. If you get kicked, go on your back, and then hammer fist two or three times, and you limp, you're out. And you're grabbing on the rev to my what the hell. Yeah, you was out, baby. That's what the hell. I'm so happy for Thug Rose, man. It's 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 just amazing, I, and and she's one of my favorite fight women fighters in the UFC. Love her, and I and 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 my hopes is that she can hold on to this belt for a very long time now. Same, you know, she's matured a whole lot since she first held the belt, mm -hmm. and to see her get that belt put around her waist and she just hold on to a belt, yeah, that's man. just that's how more humble can it get? 
I loved it. You I know, we it. seen loved raw it. emotion right there. I loved it. Living in the moment. And we seen it, man. So shout out to Rose on a big win, becoming two-time strawweight champion. And continue to wish her all the best moving forward. Yeah, I loved it, man. Shout out Rose. Shout out Thug Rose number Nunes on becoming the new two-time women's strawweight champion. RJ, holla at me if you need to. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get to it. The main event of the evening, challenger, game-bred Jorge Masvidal, champion Kamaru Usman to Jacksonville, Florida, welterweight championship of the world on the line and by God did it take place last night by God Usman decapitates Jorge Masvidal to retain the welterweight championship to retain his unbeaten streak in the UFC at 14 straight consecutive victories black give me your thoughts on the build up to this fight and then what you've seen. I think in the first time in my life of watching UFC, I literally seen a man's soul leave his body. <laughs> I literally seen a man's soul leave his body. Yeah, man. Shout out to Kamar Usman. Yes, man. sir. Yes, Everything, sir. Everything. I had been hearing it all week on this fight too. Yes, oh, sir. Man, he got a punch. I we don't we don't know we don't know if Usman uh gonna be able to handle the power. Mm-hmm. He may just want to wrestle him and keep him down so he ain't got to deal with that power. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean the perfect right hand that you could throw, and I mean D. He throw it. It he throw the punch so good, D. It felt like it went through his jaw, through it. Mm-hmm. And to see all the sweat and the water come off Mazadal's face, man, and just go limp like his soul just left. And then uh, Usman brought him back with the hammer fist. Mm-hmm. He was out on his feet, out cold. Mm-hmm. He was gone. Everything that uh, Kamar Usman is doing, he's getting better with every fight. Mm-hmm. We just seen this guy in February. Mm-hmm. Dismantle Gilbert Burns. Dismantle, great word, yes. And now he comes out and <laughs> and just uh, belitterates Mazadal in front of his home, in front of his hometown in Florida. He was this is his hometown. It was a Mazadal crowd. It was, and it just was. silenced the crowd. Yeah, Mazadal is the real. I mean, I mean, Usman. Kamar Usman is the real deal. If you don't know it, you, I hope that that changed your mind. Mm-hmm. The welterweight division, everyone you've been put on notice. He's finna come lap everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. The more fights he gets under his belt, belt the better he gets. Mm-hmm. Kobe Covington, ah uh-uh. No, sir. Leon Edwards, ah uh-uh. No, sir. Nick Diaz, ah uh-uh. ah. We could potentially be talking about. Kamar Usman being one of the greatest welterweights of all time, if Man. not one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time, with the stuff that he's doing. Mm-hmm. We've literally seen him get better. He hasn't regressed. He's gotten better with each fight. And to see him, man, put on this performance, man, after everything in the buildup of this fight, it was amazing to watch, man. I enjoyed every minute of it. Even my wife enjoyed it. I was so shocked she was watching the card. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> 
<laughs> she sat down and watched every single fight with me, and she said, oh, my goodness, what happened to this guy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kamar Usman on a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful performance on uh, retaining his welterweight title. Yeah, this is a two-part thing for me. First, I'm going to comment on the fight, and then I'm going to give just my thoughts on Kamara Usman. Um, hype for the fight was incredible. Jorge Masvidal, back in, um, I want to say July of last year, took this fight on six weeks' notice. Honorable that he did that. A lot of guys will laugh in your face if they said, hey, you want to fight Usman on six days' notice for the Weltweight Championship? A lot of guys would have said no. But Game Brad said yes. And he took the fight and it went five rounds. And for what it was worth, it was not one of the better fights by either man on Usman's um, uh, part and on Masvidal's. Usman goes on to just de- de- decapitate Gilbert Burns. Wasn't even a contest. He outclassed him. Burns didn't belong in the same cage as Usman. Former training partners, Burns said he had all the answers to Usman. No, you did not. Then Usman calls his shot. And he chose Masvidal to fight him again to give him the opportunity to get six weeks for a training camp. And within that six weeks time, how do you get beat worse in a six week time frame? First off, Jorge Masvidal, one moment of your time, please. Mr. Masvidal, I am a fan of yours, and I respect your rise to stardom and fame over the past two years. I love your energy. I love the way you fight. As a matter of fact, I've been watching you since I was in high school because that's when you first appeared in Kimbo Slice's Backyard Brawls on YouTube. So I know who you are, and I appreciated your knockout of Darren Till. I appreciated the whooping that you put on Nick Diaz. I appreciate your style. I appreciate how you approach the game. You're fearless, sir. And I appreciate you. But there's one thing that I learned about Jorge Masvidal after he fought Kamar Usman the first time. There's levels to the MMA and combat game. And Jorge Masvidal is not a championship fighter. Hmm. He's a championship talker. He has championship flamboyance. He has championship DNA on the outside. But how do you become a champion? It's what's on the inside, correct? And this is not to disc you, Jorge Masvidal. But when you sit up here for weeks on end and weeks on end saying that you're going to bring the violence, that you are going to baptize this individual who you cannot stand, He is one of the softest punchers that you've ever encountered. You said these out of your mouth, game bread. And in the second round, with one minute and two seconds in, my friend, you were taking a nap at around 1 (laughs) a.m. And you were hit with one of the biggest shots in UFC history by a man that you said couldn't hit. And then after the fight, Jorge, you said, I was prepared to rest for 25 minutes. Well, Jorge, why were you prepared to do that? Did you not see him break Kobe Covington's jaw? (laughs) Did you not see him box Gilbert Burns to death? So I'm not understanding your coaches, and I'm not understanding your game plan. And as a result of that game, Brad, you'll go back down to second-tier 
stardom in the UFC. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because when you look at guys like Cowboy Cerrone, pretty good career, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look at other guys, I can't name another one off the top of my head, but there are guys. Uh, what's Tony my, Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. And what's my guy, Diego Sanchez. Yeah. When we look at those guys, they are guys we want to see. And we want to see Jorge Masvidal. But Jorge Masvidal, I'm sorry, sir. You're just not that guy. I'm not saying you can't ever be champion. But, sir, until you show us otherwise, I don't think you will. Kamar Usman <laughs> is right now, right now, a top five MMA fighter of all time. Mm. Let me tell you why. People want to tell me about Khabib Nagarmanov. He's top five. How, when, and by God, why? Khabib's never done anything like Kamar Usman has done. I watched this man dismantle Tyron Woodley. I watched this man dismantle Kobe Covington. I watched this man rip the shreds Burns and rip the shreds Masvidal. He's won 14 straight. How many other fighters can say they've done that? <laughs> Two of them. George St. Pierre, Anderson, the Spider Silva. Excuse me, three, and Johnny Bones Jones. Other than that, there's no more conversation. But Khabib was undefeated. No, 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 no. We're talking a whole nother game. We're talking about evolvement. Usman is now knocking dudes unconscious. George St. Pierre did not do that. My favorite fighter of all time. Mm. Kamaru Usman is dismantling and taking other fighters' wills. These guys are being embarrassed. Anderson Silva didn't do that. He ended up getting knocked out because he played. Kamaru Usman does not play. (laughs) And as far as I'm concerned, if your last name isn't Nunez or Jones... You can't talk about anybody else but Kamar Usman. Mm. And that's how I feel about him. Because I watched him and he's not done getting better. So I'm here to say, if you want to talk to me about Kamar Usman being a top five fighter of all time, in my opinion, Kamar Usman is the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC right now. I have him over John Jones and Amanda Nunes. Because of what my eyes seen. And why do I have him over Nunes? Because of the competition. They're throwing ducks out there at Nunez, and she's eating them alive just like she's supposed to. Mm-hmm. But Jorge Masvidal and Gilbert Burns and Kobe Covington, any other man that's been in front Tyrone of them? Tyrone Woodley. What have they done? Mm-hmm. They've destroyed men. Destroyed them. But mm-hmm. they couldn't do that to Kamal Usman. So what does that say about him? Mm-hmm. So I just want to shout out to Kamal Usman, who is currently my favorite fighter in the UFC. I love this guy. I love his story. I love his journey. I love his grind. And I love when the people bash him and he got all y'all looking dumb like you was looking last night. <laughs> the quietest moment of the night is when Kamara Usman heard the words and still the arena was silent. Mm. Because Jorge Masvidal's whole family and the community was in there to see him. Humble ply. Humble and everybody ply. had to stand and clap for the champion. Black... Let's wrap up UFC 261. Any final thoughts on just the event in general, my guy? Man, just exciting. It just everything about it was exciting. And 
man, the way you talk about Ma, Ma, I mean, talk about Kamar Usman, it's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, to see this kid and and, and I and, yeah. and I got to thinking like he hit it right on the head. The great champions we've seen Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, they're not doing the things that this guy does. They're not. And I you know it how- was a po- it was a point in George St. Pierre where he just got bored with it. Yeah. And he started looking, he started getting exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he won, he, he found won. ways to win. He, he dug exposed. deep in one week, but he got exposed. Mm-hmm. Kamar Usman is not being exposed. Kamar Usman <laughs> is not getting hurt. No. So what does this say about this guy? Yeah. This guy told us every single time. I'm going to drag Tyrone Woodley to deep waters. Talk about Did it, Black. So. Talk about it, Black. He said before the Kobe Covington fight, I'm going to break his face. He did so. Talk about it, Black. They don't want to talk about this, but talk about it, Black. He said, Mazda, I'm going to give you a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take you out. Mm-hmm. He did so mm-hmm. in devastating fashion. Yes, sir. Talk, a- talk. Talk that talk. This guy is, is, is changing my whole outlook on MMA and UFC fighting. Because if you're a, if you're a UFC fighting, you can and you're one of the greats. I mean, you're one of the best. Amanda Nunez, John Jones. We don't see, we don't see, don't get me wrong, Amanda Nunez has two belts, but like you said, competition level, it's it's, it's, different. it's different. John Jones. You're not evolving. Mm. You've cleaned out the same division twice. Maybe three times. What, what, what more are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Kamar Usman is just on his way to coming around on his second lap. Yeah. He started with Masvidal on Saturday night. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And to hear this guy say that he's once he lapped these guys, and if it's a chance that he could move up, he will, but he will not fight. Uh, Israel, Israel Adesanya because they're brothers. Absolutely, I understand. It. But if something was to happen when, if Israel Adesanya was to lose that belt, and it's a possibility, could it's MMA? Anything can happen. You're going to see Kamar Usman move up and challenge for another belt. You're not going to hear about Kamar Usman worrying about getting paid thirty million dollars. Mm, he talking that talk. He potting. <laughs> he potting. So D, I can agree with you because. This guy has done everything Dana White and the UFC as a whole asked him to do. He's done it. He's fought everybody they put in front of him. He's done it. He hasn't backed out. He always signed on a dotted line. No excuses. None. None. Kamar Usman should not be picking his fights. (laughs) Everyone should have something to prove. and He should sit and wait and be like, okay, I want that guy. Now he proved himself. Okay. Kobe Covington, what give you the right <laughs> to call out a guy who broke your face? Literally. <laughs> yes, sir. Talk that talk. D, I'm on the same lines with you, man. Kamar Usman is one of my favorite fighters in the UFC to watch. Absolutely, man. It's like you already know going into the fight, man, what's going to happen? It's not going to be good for the person who's facing him. And then we say last week when we was talking about Masvidal, when we brought up that the fight was happening... Me and you just had the same look in our eyes that this wasn't gonna be good for Masvidal. We 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 knew it when the fight when when the fight was announced. Yeah, when we seen it. We was like, bro. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Yeah, a contender at welterweight or somebody who wants to move up. 
you better think twice. Yes, sir. Nigerian. Before you step in there the Nigerian with Kamara Usman. You the better Nigerian think twice. Nightmare. Yes, sir. Because this kid is doing something special. Yep. I see him breaking records, D, doing something. He could potentially be the greatest of all time when he's done. Facts. You can, you're going to have to tell me if it's someone you see that can stop him. I don't see anyone right now. Uh, me either. I do not see anyone. Me either. Kamar Usman, he's, he's the man in the UFC right now. He is. He's the man. He is. And it's going to continue to be that way. Absolutely. And while we're at it, uh, Mystic Mac came out of the confines of wherever he was and decided he wanted to, I guess, jump on the hype train of Kamar Usman because Usman's hype has picked up after last night. And Connor's throwing his name in there and throwing little jabs at Usman. Connor, your man right here at the sports desk, I love you. I watch all of your fights, and I've been a fan since you stepped into the UFC. I'm not a new fan, Connor. I'm not. I've been watching you since you had the two braids in your head, and you was out here kickboxing somewhere, and ain't nobody know who you was. But, sir, good sir, you don't want those problems. Now, Dana White's a businessman. And if somehow, some way, Conor McGregor beats Dustin Poirier in devastating fashion, I could definitely see Dana trying to make Usman Ain't Mystic Mac later on this year, Conor McGregor. I could definitely see him doing that. It'd have hype beyond what we've probably ever seen. But Conor, you have children. You have a wife. You have a business. Conor, do not get in there with the Nigerian nightmare. This is not hype. This is reality. Mm. And the reality of Kamaru Usman is he's a murderer. He's a killer. And you don't want those problems. And he's licensed to do so. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, Mystic Mac, be cool over there in Ireland, my guy. <laughs> All right, last but not least, Black. Last but not least. Man, what's up with your boy, man, DC running up on Jake Paul, man? How you felt about it, Black? Because I know how I felt, man. Man, DC just need to stop, man. It's, you think so? Bruh. You think so? That's I really feel like that's beneath DC. Okay, but, okay, know, okay. I, I'm with you. I just I'm with you. It's like Dana White was saying in the press conference, like, man, those guys are just over there. <laughs> just over there. They don't even belong. I should Dana White said, I shouldn't even be talking about this guy. The YouTuber. I shouldn't even be talking about him. Why are we having a conversation about Jake Paul? Yeah. Like, I don't know what he did to a DC brother, rather He talked some trash about him. He talked some trash about him. You know, him. I, I understand it, but come on, man. DC, no. That's not even crossed that bridge. Yeah. Let's not even cross it. If it was to happen, what I watch, I would. Yeah, I watch. I would. I watch. It won't, though. But I think that's beneath you. It is. So, DC, let's just chill. Continue to do the great job that you do commentating on UFC. And let's leave Jake Paul over there to the side by his lonesome. When I saw it, I laughed hysterically. <laughs> Because I listen to the DC and Ariel Hawani podcast every week, and it is a great MMA podcast. So if you're looking for more MMA conversation and lingual, check out DC and Ariani uh, every week. Uh, the podcast it's everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Great podcast. And Jake Paul has some things to say about MMA fighters and DC. He called DC fad and all this kind of stuff. And DC said on the podcast, if I ever see him, I'm gonna smack the taste out of his mouth. I'm going to smack the taste out of his mouth. And lo and behold, Jake Paul was sitting front row right behind DC when he was commentating. And DC, I, if I was DC, I would have did the same thing. 
I would have walked up right in dog face and I would have started talking my talk. Finger in your face, letting you know what the play is. And DC's a smart man. So all those who say, oh, he ain't slap him. DC is rich. Jake Paul would sue DC. <laughs> if DC would have slapped Jake Paul, he probably would have broke his jaw. Hmm. The man has bare mitts for hands. He would have broke his jaw. And now DC would be fighting a lawsuit. So DC was smart. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Jake Paul ever fought Daniel Cormier in any setting, we would be having a funeral. <laughs> Do I think it's happened? No. And like Black said, it's beneath DC. But I thought it was funny. I like DC doing it. I did. I appreciated him doing it, checking the man right there in the front row. And of course, Jake Paul had a good time coming back on Twitter. Oh, I thought he said he was going to slap me. But we seen the fear in your eyes, kid. We seen the fear in your eyes. Your face was real red and it looked like your eyes were kind of watery. Jake Paul, relax. Relax. All right, man. So we're going to move out of MMA. This we, we first hour about MMA, man. It's rare. We, crazy. It's a, it's a rare that we get a chance to do that. But last mm-hmm. night was such a big deal. We're huge MMA fans, man. So uh, we had to get it in, man. So shout out to everybody last night who won their fights. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida. Dana White, UFC. Great night here in the city. Very dope. We appreciate it. All right. Um, let's go ahead and move over to the National Football League. This Thursday in the NF- is the NFL Draft. And boy, we can't wait. This Thursday, this Thursday is a day that a lot of people in the city have been waiting for. That's right. It is the end, the 2021 NFL draft in black. We've been waiting on this day and we are currently still waiting to hear those words. Jacksonville Jaguars, you are on the clock. And with the number one pick overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Sunshine. Thor, that beautiful blue-eyed angel, Trevor Lawrence. Black, how do you feel that you are just a few days away from acquiring Trevor Lawrence right here to Jacksonville? Man, it's it's so amazing, man. I I can't believe it seemed like I'm in a dream. <laughs> Having Trevor Lawrence finna be the answer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting on this since the Jaguars were an expansion team. <laughs> We've been waiting for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And the day has finally come. It's so it's so ironic to see. I mean, it's it's so not ironic, but just to see everything going into Trevor Lawrence leading up to the draft, signing with Gatorade, signing with Adidas. I mean, you haven't seen this much excitement around one player that around the Jaguars in a in a never. Never. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is the answer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's the answer that the Jacksonville Jaguars need. He's the partnership that the Jaguars Jaguars need. Once they make that pick at number one overall and his name is announced, everything for the Jacksonville Jaguars go up. Yes. Go up. And I'm so happy to be a Jaguar fan. I'm so happy that this is happening to my team right here from my home from my home city. 
I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. I can't wait till we cover this. Yes. If we wasn't covered in this, I'd be down at the stadium with all the rest of the Jaguar fans. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is on his way. Yes, he is. So, you Jaguar fans, you better prepare yourself. If you got a loser mentality, hit the bricks. Because <laughs> those days are behind us. Yes, sir. Trevor Lawrence, I can't wait till your name gets an- get announced. While we're doing our live show and your name get announced, I'm going to get down on two knees. <laughs> and thank the man up above for bringing us just his masterpiece in football form. Yes. His angel in football form. Yes, with blue eyes and blonde hair. And as our football correspondent, Rashad, would say Thor. Thor. You know where Thor come from? Mm. Above. Yes. Yes, he does. It's, yes. 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 So I'm excited. I'm excited, D. Just ecstatic, man, that this day is what? We're what? Four days away? Yeah. Three, four days, four days away. away. And we'll be announcing Trevor Lawrence as the Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, ecstatic, man. Excited for the city. Excited for the draft. Excited to hear Trevor Lawrence's name being called. And once his name being called, I will I will dedicate a song to Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and the song goes just a little bit something like this. <clears throat> sunshine. Oh, sunshine. Is <laughs> what I'll say when his name is called. The city deserves this. Jacksonville deserves this. They deserve a cat, the, the player of the caliber of Trevor Lawrence. This city deserves Urban Meyer. This city deserves a competing team, a, a, a competing mentality. This city deserves a chance to be proud. And I believe this Thursday at 8 o'clock on ESPN and ABC, when we hear the Blue Eyed Angels name called, it will give the city a hope that they haven't had in a mighty long time. And I know we went to the AFC Championship game just a few years back. And I know how good Mark Brunel and Keenan McCardell and Jimmy Smith were and Nate Trommies. I know how good they were. And I'm not discrediting those years. But Trevor Lawrence will immediately go into the conversation. And I'm going to say it, Black. And a lot of people might not like it. He will immediately go into the conversation of the greatest player Jacksonville Jaguars has ever had. Mm. There's nothing wrong with you saying that. I'm just, I mean, just off the expectations, just off the caliber of talent and player. Colin Cowherd said it best this weekend. Y'all know I love Colin. He said Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent. He's not a, uh, 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 a guy who just came out of nowhere like Joe Burrow. He said he's Ooh. not like, uh, uh, he's not like uh, Zach, Wil- Zach Wilson. He's not Baker Mayfield. No, no, no. He said this kid is a prodigy. And he's been a prodigy since he was 16 years old. Mm. And he said the Jaguars are going to be just fine as long as he's back there behind center. Mm. And you know the media don't love the Jaguars. You know they don't. So for Colin Cowherd to speak on his national TV radio show out in Los Angeles to spend some quality time with the Jags and Trevor Lawrence. I appreciated that, Colin. So if you just so happen to hear this, you are a friend of the sports desk. <laughs> so we can't wait for this we Thursday. We love you, Colin. We love you, Colin. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the sports desk, if you're a fan of the Jaguars, congratulations to you. Because this Thursday, your life is going to change. Thank you, D. <laughs>
I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you. My life will be changed. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Black. Let's spend a little bit more time on the NFL draft. Black, let's talk about. And last week we did our uh, mock draft show. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate everybody who listened. It was a real successful show for us, man. We really thank you guys for paying attention to what me, Black, and Rashad had to say about uh, this upcoming draft. But, Black, give me a team who you think they just can't miss on this draft. Because if they do miss on this draft, it could hurt their franchise. Give me a team that you may think uh, can't afford to do that. Yeah, I got to thinking about this. And the team that I thought about, man, it's not even close. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'm with you. The Baltimore Ravens. I'm with you. You have to get some things answered in this draft. Yeah. You just gave away your best offensive lineman to the Kansas City Chiefs for another first-round pick. Yeah. So with both of those first pound round picks, I need to see some answers. I need to see some picks being made that's going to help your quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Baltimore Ravens, you are on the clock. You are on the clock. Because you have to get the pieces to help Lamar Jackson get over the hump. You haven't been doing so the past two years. Baltimore Ravens, you have to get this guy some help. It's no other option. Defense is not an option. Offensive line is not an option. We need weapons in Baltimore to help Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is not a bad quarterback. Despite what Rashad says. He's not a bad quarterback. <laughs> but the but the but the uh not having much talent on the offensive side of the ball hurts. Yeah. It really sure. hurts you. For sure. Especially when it comes time for playoff football. Oh, God. No doubt. No doubt. So, T, D, my, D, my team to that this draft is most important for is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. I'm going to be a little personal with my team, man. And my team is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. I feel like offensively we are completely loaded. And even though I would love to have Cal Pitts on my team, realistically, I don't need Cal Pitts on my team. It's a want. I need defensive help. I need Patrick Sertain the second on my team. I need more secondary help. I need more help on the defensive line. I need more edge rushing. The Dallas Cowboys are a few defensive pieces away from representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Look at our offense. The Cowboys were a top 10 offense last year, and Dak Prescott wasn't even available. He was injured. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, a sturdy offensive line, and Zeke didn't even do his thing last year. And we were still top 10, top 15, if I can remember, offense in the league. What are we going to do with a little bit more offensive line help? What are we going to do with some cornerstone defensive pieces on my team? Everybody is rooting and hollering about the NFC East being the worst for division in football. Okay, rightfully so. I'm not scared of the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll be the number one pick in next year's draft. I'm not worried about the New York football giants. All these giant fans out here telling me, oh, Daniel Jones, oh, Danny Dye, what he done? But tripping, fumble, butt naked down the field and can't even get in the end zone. Oh, Saquon coming back. Okay, Saquon is elite. But like I told y'all once, I'm going to tell you again, Saquon is a big play guy. What I mean by that, he'll have one rush for 77 yards, and then he'll have 15 rushes for 30 yards. Mm. That's what my eyes, oh, he's the best thing since Barry Sanders, shut your mouths. (laughs) Talented beyond is beyond measure. 
It's Saquon Barkley. You added Galladay, like it, cool. You added some defensive pieces, cool. But ain't nobody worry about the New York football giants. And I'll see y'all boys in just a little while. And last but not least, the Washington football team, defense is elite. I must say that. Defense is elite. Chase Young is a predator. Mm-hmm. A licensed predator. And quarterbacks are very, very nervous, including mine. I give you the defense, but I'm sorry. I don't know if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to let Dak Prescott not go to the playoffs. <laughs> now, I don't know what the Washington football team may have up their sleeves, but Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't beating me. Mm. So to ensure that, because my offense is going to be top five, top three in the league this year, if healthy. And if I can get some cornerstone pieces on the defense, watch out for the Dallas Cowboys. So I feel Jerry Jones and Steven Jones and the brass for Dallas, they got to get their war games on, man, and get Patrick Sertain the second, first, and then get some other valid deep defensive pieces around. And let's see what we can do. Because I believe in this team. We got a young, we got a lot of young talent. And I just think the Cowboys got to get this right on the defensive side of the ball. Cause we've been struggling there the past couple of years. So my team is the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Black. Who do you feel? Let's take the Jaguars out of it, because we know that could be a good answer for you. <laughs> Who do you feel is in prime position to walk away saying they had the best? draft this season what team do you have in mind um that's a good one and i thought about that and i'm looking at all the teams man and what they did last year leading into this draft and just one or two pieces away and i have to say the miami dolphins d okay i like it the miami dolphins won 11 games last year and missed the playoffs Mm mm-hmm the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins have two picks in the top 20. Yeah. Number six overall and number 18 overall. Mm-hmm. That put them in position to get two automatically impact players. No doubt. If the Miami Dolphins had an impact player, they would have been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they had an impact player to put with Tua, they would have been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins can set themselves up for having the best draft and get them over the hump to get into the playoffs and make some noise. Mm-hmm. So they have the they have the most you know they could they could potentially have the best uh, draft in this year's uh, NFL draft. Okay, well I'm gonna go with another uh, AFC East team. I'm gonna go to New England Patriots. Mm. I just think Bill Belichick got an opportunity to reset last year. Very hard, very tough season for the Patriots. A lot was going on there. Their team had the most opt-out players going into the season for COVID. The Patriots did. They lost a lot of all-pro talent. Cam, Tom Brady's out the door. Cam Newton comes in. He also catches COVID, up and down stuff going on. But the Patriots fought every single week. you never seen the Patriots get their ba- they brains bashed in last year. They fought every single week. And I think Bill has set back. He's reset. Bill's a smart guy, and I think we're going to see the genius of Bill Belichick show his face in this draft. I think Bill is motivated, and we all know why. We all know why. It's 12. It's Patrick Edward Thomas Brady. I said all of his names out of order, but y'all know who I'm talking about. He's motivated, and he's out here to prove that he is still a force in this league, and I got to think New England will move in the first round. They're going to go up. They're going to make some noise. They're going to do a lot of things. They got a lot of picks as well. So I'm thinking it's going to be the New England Patriots that when we do our next show, Black, we'll be able to sit here and be like, man, 
look at the quality players that the New England Patriots picked up. It's pretty, pretty good, man. So I'm gonna go with the Patriots, man. I'm gonna go with them. So this Thursday, NFL draft will be coming to you guys live while the draft is going on, especially with the Jaguars picking where they're picking, two picks in the first round. Trevor Lawrence coming to town. We got the quarterback carousel. Where is Justin Fields going to go? Where the 49ers really take Mac Jones? Trey Lance, where will he end up? Will the Patriots move up in the draft? Do you see the Kansas City Chiefs are just out here thugging it? <laughs> they say they don't need We it. don't need the draft. Let me get your best old lineman in Baltimore. Y'all can have pick 31. We don't care mm. nothing about it. We got it. We got to make sure my homeboy is protected. And by God, is he? Hmm. So, a lot of things could go down in night one of the draft. Very excited uh, for this event, man. So, this Thursday, live sports desk. That show will be out Friday morning. And then, of course, we'll be coming right back to y'all that following Sunday, getting ready to drop another episode. So, you get about two episodes in three days from the sports desk. So, I hope you guys enjoy that. All right. All right. So, we're going to come up out of the National Football League. And we're going to head to the National Basketball Association. By God, am I excited to talk some basketball. It's time once again. All right, back, back. All right, black. Let's talk. Some NBA, but of course, of course, let's play the ultimate respects and give what's due before we talk some Los NBA. Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. All right, Black, let's talk some basketball, man. Let's start off with the Los Angeles Lakers. And we got one of our superpowers back. Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. made his return against the Dallas Mavericks uh, uh, this past week. He's on a minutes restriction. But, man, isn't it, glad, isn't it good to see Anthony Davis back on the court, Black? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Every time... Uh other than him always falling on the floor and me taking a deep breath. Oh my God. <clears throat> I just hate it, man. God. Um, but I'm happy to see him back, man. Um think he's coming back. Uh they have to find that connection with the teammates with him being out so long. Mm-hmm. He gotta get get his feet under him. Mm-hmm. But it's always uh a good good time when you got Anthony Davis back. Yeah. Great plan by the Lakers. A D was complaining of an injury and reports have came out. He's been dealing with that calf Achilles problem since the second game of the season. And he was trying to go through it and go through it, but something wasn't right. So kudos to the Lakers staff and Anthony Davis recognizing his body. And, you know, them taking all 38, 40 games that he needed to get right. And he says he feels healthy. He says he feels good. He's a little rusty. He was glad to see him back on the court. Um, He's a little rusty, of course, but I was just glad to see him. And that's one piece of the puzzle, big piece of the puzzle that we were waiting on. And now he's back out there. And we all know what the last piece is. And he's on his way. He's on his way. 
And all reports are leading that LeBron Raymond James could be back as early as the end of this week. That's what all reports are saying. Say LeBron James is already back on court doing activity, basketball activity with the team out in Los Angeles. We'll talk more about that as soon as the King returns. But our Lakers are holding pack, Black. They're holding pack, okay? We were very, very nervous for a long, 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 long time. Like, man, can we fall to seventh, eighth? Can we even fall out of the playoffs? Like, this is a bad situation when LeBron went down. But we got to give our guys kudos. KCP and Caruso and Kuzma and Drummond. And we got to give – and Frankie V. We got to give these guys kudos for holding pack, man. So, with the King and the Brow on the way back – Black, how do you feel about the Lakers with about 14 games left in the season uh, getting ready to go into uh, the playoffs? And currently right now in the Western Conference, we are sitting in the fifth spot. And uh, that's what we've been there for a while. Yeah. You know, uh, they right, they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to hold pack until we get our guys back. Mm-hmm. Gotta remember, D, we still have the uh number one defense in the league. We do. Without our two superstars. Mm-hmm. And getting them back, that's just going to make it even better. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, man. I get riled up playoff time. Playoff time is what, what matters. Even though this has been the longest stretch LeBron James has missed basketball, that doesn't concern me about him. I know he's going to be ready to rock and roll. Do I expect a little rust? Maybe. Maybe so. But LeBron can do multiple impact the game in multiple ways. He doesn't have to score. He can facilitate and get other people involved. I'm excited. The Los Angeles Lakers, I want to see, and we've been hearing it. We've been hearing it for months. Just want to see a healthy Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. Healthy. And then you have these guys getting some confidence. The guys that are, that are playing, they're getting some confidence. Look how KCP is playing, balling. You got Kyle Kuzma, balling. You got uh, Dennis Schroeder, balling. Everybody is building confidence, getting ready to go into this playoff. And then you just picked up Ben McLemore, who is killing it from three. Killing it from three. Even though we dropped two to the Mavs, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not really concerned about that. My big concern for the Los Angeles Lakers is health and getting our two superstars back so we can make this run at a repeat. Fifth seed, eighth seed, third seed, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. As long as we make the playoffs, there's one person you don't want to see come to your building game one. And that person is LeBron Raymond James. Mm. So all you teams who just want home court, oh, home court is important. Yes, it is. Very much so. But not when you play the king. Because that could be taken away very fast. So, D, I'm just excited about everything, getting, uh, getting our two pieces back, seeing how the Lakers are uh, holding it down until we can get them back. and. Excited about the rest of the way of the season. Yeah, I'm just glad the Lakers stayed packed. I'm glad we're not in no play-in tournament conversation. We lost a couple to the Mavs. I think we're on a three-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm not really tripping. Like you said, Black, it's about being healthy. Getting Raymond back, getting Marshawn back healthy. That's what it's all about. And it looks like we are getting closer and closer to that happening. Um, I'm just proud of our guys. I'm proud of Coach Jabba Frankie V. Still the number one defensive team in the league. Hey, we said it when LeBron went down. We need to stay at four, five, or six. Right now, if the playoffs started today, we will open up on the road, and we would have to go and face the Denver Nuggets in the first round. I'm pretty sure the Joker would not look forward to seeing LeBron 
and Rain and uh Marshawn coming through the front door for a game one. Pretty sure we'll be looking forward to seeing that. But you know, I think all in all, man, it's been a waiting game. The waiting game is up. And uh I'm believing by this time next week, we'll have all our guys back and we'll be getting some chemistry, getting ready to go into the playoffs because the Western Conference is gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard, but we got the two best players in the conference. We do. So we'll be ready to rock and roll. All right, black man. A lot of conversation this week. We're going to talk a little Steph Curry. Now, I've been accused of dissing Steph Curry on previous Sports Desk episodes by Cedric Farr and other people who tweet out all the time that I diss Steph. And they say that I'm black. Me. Me. I'm the reason that Stephen Wardell Curry is going slap crazy this year. You just might just be, bro. They said it's me. But I didn't diss Steph. I didn't. I'm not finna go explain myself again. But man, Steph Curry has been out of his mind. And Black, I want to know. We know what he's doing on the court right now, and he's not finished. But I want to know from you. Do you got Steph Curry being a top 10 player when he's done? When it's all said and done, his talents, how he revolutionized the sport. How he changed the game of basketball. Three-time champion, two-time MVP, could get another one this year. Do you got him top 10 all time when it's all said and done? I'm, it's not far-fetched. I think he could be a top 10 player when it's all said and done. Okay. You got to remember, this is a guy that he thought was just going to come and leave, be a nice uh, shooter, a nice piece yeah. for his team. And this guy is uh, a superstar. Of the highest order. And the way that he's doing it, man, he's doing it his way. For sure. You know, he make the he he's the one that brought the three ball back to basketball. He brought the he made the three ball cool. Nobody wants to dunk dunk anymore. <laughs> Everybody wants to shoot threes now. Yeah. And he made that cool again. So I don't see why uh he wouldn't be a a top ten player all time when it's all said and done. I could I could really see that happening, D. Could Steph Curry be a top 10 player when it's all said and done? You're talking about Michael and LeBron and Kobe and Shaq and Kareem and a lot of great players, top 10 worthy players. Larry Bird. Can Steph Curry be those guys? So I started to ask myself, is Steph Curry better than Larry Bird? It's tough. It's tough. Is Steph Curry better than Magic Johnson? It's tough. Okay? Is it better than Kobe? Is it better than Michael? Is it better than LeBron? Those answers are no for those three guys. He's not. But when I start getting down to Shaquille O'Neal, the answer is no. Give me Shaq over Wardell. Dominance is all I need to know when you talk to Shaq. Then I go to the spots at 8 and at 9 and 10. You give me Kareem. If you want to go old school with Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, I was not allowed to see those guys. So those guys are not on my top 10. And with that being said, I think Steph got to get him one more. And I think Steph got to be a pivotal piece in that championship reign. And here's what I mean. When they won that first ring, that was a team effort. 
Foolishly, they gave the Finals MVP to Andre Iguodala for stopping LeBron, who averaged a triple-double, 40, 40, and 40. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, for foolishly, <laughs> they gave Andre Iguodala the Finals MVP for stopping LeBron James, who averaged 40 points, 40 rebounds, and 40 assists. <laughs> <laughs> so why was Stephen Wardell Curry not awarded that Finals MVP? I'll never know. And the committee who voted Iguodala MVP, they should be ashamed of themselves. And hopefully they can no longer vote on NBA Finals MVP because it should have been <laughs> Stephon Curry. And then you go to the other two championships. It was Kevin Durant, best, best player on their team at the time, and he won those. But I think Steph got to get him one, and he got to get him a finals MVP because what does Magic Johnson have? What does Larry Bird have? What does Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, so on and so forth have? They have finals MVPs. Mm -hmm. And I think Curry got to get him one. And I don't know if he will. But realistically, from what I see on the floor, he is the best highlight package in sports. Mm. There's no other player and no other sport that have a better highlight package than him. And I'm going to put him in my top 10. With all that said, Mm-hmm. He'll be in my top 10 when it's all said and done. The man is spectacular. Never seen a guy shoot the ball. And the mere fact that he's the greatest shooter who ever breathed air should qualify him as a top 10 basketball player of all time. So I'm going to put Stephon Wardell Curry in my top 10. And by God, we talked about our greatest performers, uh, who we like to watch in black. You had Curry in yours. And as I think about it, he should have been in mine too. <laughs> <laughs> because when he gets going, it ain't. We just saw it the other night when they played Boston. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We just saw it. We've seen Steph Curry over the past seven, eight years do his thing, and we looking at him in Boston like it in awe, like that's the first time we seen it. Me and D looking at each other like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm talking about Hezzy behind the back, pull up from three, naked, easy draws. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> yeah, man. For sure. It's still <laughs> just seeing this kid. And I always, I always tell this story. Me and D always said, we always say, man, this kid going to be something. When he seen him at Davidson, we was like, man, mm-hmm. the noise he was making, we was like, this could be a problem. But we didn't see this. But we didn't see it like this. Not like this. We didn't. Not like we this. We just see the, when he was at Davidson, man, the stuff that he was doing. To have superstars come to your basketball games, you know you're special. For LeBron sure. LeBron James was front front row. Dwayne Wade, all them Dwayne boys. Dwayne Wade, a lot, a lot of Kobe. Yeah, a lot there. of people was front row watching see this him kid play. play. Yeah. But to see this, no, no one expected this from no. Wardell. No one seen it. <laughs> I mean, no. this kid still has you in awe when you watch him play. Mm-hmm. I'm watching him against Denver the other night, and he only had 32 points. But man, the stuff that he was doing was insane. Mm-hmm. And he didn't went back to the low cut, so y'all better be careful. <laughs> he has went back to the low fade, so y'all better be careful. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, low cut Wardell is no joke. He's dangerous. <laughs> He's dangerous. Very dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, man, shout out to Steph, man, because. This kid is amazing, man. I don't see why I, I I don't see why he couldn't, but I agree with you with the things that you said about the things that he need to do to get into that top ten. Yeah, we definitely want to show Steph some love, man. I thought that conversations were interesting, man, because he's done had uh, a hell of a last couple of weeks, man. And he's just been going nuts, going crazy. He kind of cooled off against the Wizards the other night, but by God, just ridiculous what he's out there doing. And I hate to say it, man, but it just kind of reminds me when you see guys like Jordan when he was in his own. 
when Kobe was in his zone offensively. James Harden, like, it's like these guys just get, like, lost. And everything they throw up is just going in, man. So we definitely want to take the time to just show Steph some love. And I'm not the reason. I'm not the reason. So leave me alone. Stop tweeting me, though. I'm just a not. Bit, bro. I ain't the reason, man. Bit. I love you, Wardell. If you just so happen to hear this, I love you, though. You got the engines going. I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did. So if you do win MVP, thank you, dog, man. Thank the sports day. Shout out Dan Black, man, when you accept your MVP this year, man. Highlight us, bro. All right, Black, real quick, man. Let's talk about the playoff pitcher in the in, uh, NBA. Let's start in the East, uh, Eastern Conference. Next to number one seed, two-game lead. I watched him today, Black, against the uh, against the Phoenix Suns, and Jesus Christ. I mean, your boy Kyrie went dumb, bro. He had 18 points. 18 points just to start the game. Mm. 18 of the first 22 points of the game. Like, come on, man. The Nets looking really, really good. KD came back. He looked it really, really well. So, Black, what do you think about the next man? Number one seed. In the East. Uh, I really don't, you know, think about the Nets, but it is what it is. You know, it's to be expected. You know, they look at what they have. They're supposed to be doing this. They supposed to be the number one seed in in the Easter Conference. Um I'm kinda kinda disappointed in Philly for yeah. dropping two against the Bucks. You know, those were two important games that they needed they needed to get one of those games and they dropped them both. To uh put uh, the Nets in in this position where they are, but um man, Kyrie looks good. KD looks good coming back from injury. It's amazing how when he sit out a few sit out a few games and then he comes back, he looks awesome. And then you know with James Harden potentially on the way back soon, you know we we probably get what somewhere around ten games with them back together. Yeah, somewhat. You know something like that. So. We gonna see, man. What happens? You know, I'm still expecting them to come out the east. I know I'm not going. I'm not going to change that. But um, yeah, I don't. I really don't care about the Nets, though. I feel you. you. I, I don't care, but I understand the situation right now. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, um, they look good, man. KD look good. They both had thirty, mm-hmm. and the, and the Suns are uh, the second best team in the league. Right? Mm-hmm. In the league, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, that was a big win for them today. Black, what about the New York Knickerbockers, man? On a nine-game winning streak, the fourth seed in the East, the playoffs will start today. They will have home court in the first round mm. against the Atlanta Hawks, man. And that's another team. The Hawks sitting at five. And then you got teams like the Heat sitting right here at seven, potentially having to play a playing game. Against LaMelo Ball. Now, I don't know about you, but the Hornets are 30 and 30. They're sitting at 500. I want the Hornets in the play-in tournament, and I want to see them break somebody hard because LaMelo was on his way back. Thank God it wasn't season ending. He'll be back with that wrist, so he'll be back. So, Black, Knicks, Hawks, Hornets. How do you feel about these teams possibly getting that shot with good records, winning records to make the playoffs? Man, I didn't know it was so many Nick fans, man. You know, oh, I you, guess when you win, you come out the wood. I guess time. so. They've been dead for so long. I, now they're alive. I again. was like, wow, I didn't know we had so many Nick fans around. You know, but hey, shout out to the Knicks, man. Uh, it's good to see Julius Randle, man, and what he's doing oh my with God. his team. Excellent. And, and you're seeing 
the impact of Kobe Bryant, what it had on his on on, on his uh, career so far. Mm-hmm. He's taking he's using a lot of things that uh, Kobe Bryant helped him with, you know, to uh, have the New York Knicks in this position. And uh, I think it's good for New York man to be in the playoffs, and I think it's I think it's great. I think it's going to be good for basketball to have them come in the East in the playoffs in the hunt, you know. So uh, I'm excited about the Knicks. Atlanta Hawks are very surprising to me. We know they fired their coach, and then uh, McMillan took over. Great so we job. didn't really know. And he's done an awesome job. We didn't know what we're going to we're, we're going to get from the Hawks, but they've been playing good basketball, man. And and that game with Atlanta and the Knicks, man, was awesome. Great game. Great, uh, great basketball game. That would be an awesome first round matchup. I would love to see that. Sure. In the first round, so yeah, man, those teams are on the up and up. And like you said, looking at what I seen from the Hornets today without Lamelo Ball. How they uh, with, with them in Boston? The Hornets got something, man. They Charlotte do. Hornets got something. They man. do. And once they you do. get uh, Lamelo back in that mix, man, you better be careful to have to play the Hornets on on a playing game. You only have to win one game. Mm-hmm. You only have to win one, and the Hornets are young. They hungry, and once they get Melo back, man, I, I think that could be a situation that uh, puts them in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited to see the Knicks. I'm excited to see the Hawks. I'm excited to see the Hornets. And and let me tell you something. We talked all this trash about the Washington Wizards all year long. I don't think nobody wants to see them in the playoff in a play-in game. If it's one game, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and you the Miami Heat, I don't think you want to play them. Mm. Where they sitting at right now? They sitting at 10. They right there in the play-in tournament. Oh, they in the playing tournament. Yeah, they in the playing oh, tournament. Okay, okay. I don't think you want to see them. <clears throat> right so they now. done railed off of, uh, some some yeah. good wins. They climbing. They they on a seven game winning streak. Okay, right now, right now. And the stuff Westbrook doing is insane, bro. It's like he just yeah, I... click, bro. It's like he just clicked. It and... was one game I seen he had like 41, 18, 11. and I'm like, what is going on? Averaging another triple double, bro. Averaging another triple double, but nobody talks about that because yeah, he's in Washington. Because in Washington. So, yeah, that's the East playoffs, man. I think the East playoffs is going to be fun. Disappointing Philly, uh, just like you. But, of course, you got Milwaukee holding strong, holding steady um, at the three spot. Miami, I don't know what they doing. And where the hell Tyler Hero at? Where he been? Looking like a piece they should have traded now. Where they, yeah, he's in. You, we can't trade him. Oh, so you, you, you want to keep Tyler Hero not bringing Bradley Beal? Huh? Oh, Kyle Lowry. Okay. Huh? Hey, well, hey, we're not Pat Riley. We're just some small town uh, sports analysts down here in Jacksonville. Rouse, get your life together out there in Miami, my boy. <laughs> All right, man, let's go to the West real quick. We already talked about the Lakers. You got the Jazz holding steady at the uh, number one seed, Phoenix at two. Clippers quietly doing their thing. Paul George been on the run, but we already know what we want to see with the Clippers. Playoff time. I don't care nothing about no regular season. Playoff time with the Clippers. Mavs, three-game winning streak. They done jumped from nine to six. You got the Warriors hanging in there at nine um, for the play-in tournament, along with the Spurs and the Grizzlies. That will be your play-in tournament with the Portland Trail Blazers. So the Blazers are in the play-in tournament. Blazers, Grizzlies, Spurs, and Warriors will be in the play-in tournament right now. Mavericks up uh, at six, Lakers at five, Nuggets at four. Black, what do you think about the Western Conference? Big concern here for me. Okay. What's going on with the Blazers, man? I don't know. What's going on? Dane Lillard has just disappeared. Four straight. Losses, four straight losses. They're on the losing streak. I I expected them to be better this year. I did too. I expected them to be one of those teams. Be like, okay, you done lost four straight. When this this money time here, we going into this money time right here, and that's a good team. And they yeah, they have a really good team. Like Mm -hmm. I 
I don't understand it. I really don't think you want to play a basket playing game against Stephen Wardell Curry. Nah, man, you don't. You don't want to have to deal you with. You don't want to have to deal with that because if I he agree. gets that chance in that playing game, dear you God. better watch out. Dear God, dear God, you better watch out. But they the big they the big question for me. Like they went from being like a a of anywhere from the range from a four to a six seed, and now what? What they sitting at now, D? They what seven. you say? They sitting at seven now, so they dropping like. In the playoff tournament, playing tournament. I don't understand what what's what's going on with them. I'm liking everything I'm seeing from the Jazz, man. The Jazz playing good team basketball. They playing really good team basketball. You just spoke on it, the Clippers. I don't care what Paul George is doing. Uh, y'all stop giving him praise on Instagram and Twitter. I hate it. Playoffs. We don't care. We, we didn't see you do this before. We don't care. We didn't see you do this in Indiana. We didn't see you do this in OKC. We don't care. And we seen you, seen you do it last year. We don't care. With the Clippers. It doesn't matter. We don't care. We don't. Are they playing good basketball? Yes, sure. they are. Are they supposed to? With the, with the pickup of Rondo, they only lost one game. Sure. But playoff time, let's see, let's see what happens. I agree. I agree. But I'm excited about the West, man. Everything about the West. Um, Denver Nuggets. Losing Murray is, is, is tough. It's really it's, tough. It's, it's really tough. Um, it's going to show in the playoffs, too. It's really going to show. And then if you face the Lakers, <laughs> you're going home. I'm you're sorry. You're going home. You're going home. Without Murray, you're going home. You're I going w- home. I w- with Murray and then the pieces they added and with, jo- with, with uh, Joker, I would have been like, man, this, that's a potential tough. seven-game series right there. Tough. Potential. But not anymore. No. Not anymore. But no. the West, West looking good. Some questions about the Blazers and what they're doing. But I like where the West is sitting at so far. Yeah, the West is stacked. We know what's out there. Every series potentially is going to be something crazy. I mean, could you imagine a Jazz and Warriors first round matchup? Steph's average 40. Can you just imagine that? The Warriors would have a legitimate chance to beat the Jazz. They just of the strength of Wardell. They would. And Draymond and Steve Kerr, they would legitimately have a shot. They could go seven. It could. Odds makers would pick Utah because let's face it, Utah is a better team. Yeah. But you're dealing with former champion, former MVPs, man. Come on now. And then you look at this. You could have a Phoenix and Portland first round playoff matchup. That's tough. Clippers and Mavs. You know, if the Blazers get themselves together, it'll be tough. That's what I'm saying. But like, like. It's a lot of great matches in this first round. You got Western Conference Finals matchups in the first round. You do. So the West is stacked, man. So the playoffs looking great. The East is looking fun and 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 refreshed and new. And then over in the West, it's a gauntlet. <laughs> it's a gauntlet in the West. But we all know what we want to see. We want Lagos. We want Nets. And hopefully we can get that uh, in the playoffs, all right? All right, man. So that's really going to wrap us up. That's going to really wrap us up, man. Um, we covered a lot today. Shout out to the MMA community, the UFC community, man. We gave y'all a nice, healthy dose of coverage today. Uh, live show. Live show for um, the NFL Draft this Thursday. We'll be rolling that out. Uh, and then we'll be right back on Sunday to give our grades and everything uh, for the draft up this upcoming Sunday, man. So y'all rock with us on that um and besides that man we're going to get into some other news and uh we're gonna get out you guys here man thank you for rocking with us all right all right let's see what can we start so black this past week man the channel a and e started rolling out some documentaries man some wwe documentaries and i know me and black are trash 
Because we have not came through on our wrestling nostalgia content, but we're coming with that. I swear we're coming with that. It's the last thing that I do. All right. So, Black, Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary on A&E. Did you get a chance to catch any of that? Yes, I did. I got to catch some of it. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's some things I didn't know. You just be so caught up in the hype and mm-hmm. social media and Twitter and Instagram wasn't a thing back then when they were fighting. No. And see, no. The stuff that Stone Cold, Cold endured to get to the top, man, it's amazing to watch. Yeah, man. You just didn't think. You just. When you think of Stone Cold, man, you didn't. You, <laughs> He popped so quickly with that character, man. You forgot about his grind. Things that he went through to get there. Absolutely. And they highlighted that pretty, pretty good. And it was a great documentary. You learned a lot. You you got a chance to get uh, some flashbacks to see some things. And they got a big series of this, man. Tonight, they got Ryder Ryder Piper. For all you throwback wrestling fans, my pops was a huge Ryder Ryder Piper fan, and so was I. I just love how he got down, man. So they're going to be talking about him. You got one on Bret Hart, Booker T., uh, Shawn Michaels There's going to be a lot of different documentaries on A&E So Vince McMahon and WWE are branching out They're getting involved with other brands and other companies Man, and I think it's good for the fans It is You know, WWE Network is now on Peacock So Vince is branching out And I think it's good I mean, he's done such a good job This, what, three decades worth of Or four decades worth of WWE And now they're getting a chance to branch out, man So shout out to them, man And y'all check out that documentary on Stone Coast Steve Austin It is pretty good Say it ain't so, Black. I'm going to let you inform us on this one. Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather. Black, is this happening, dog? Um, I think it's going to happen, D. I uh, was able to see on Floyd Mayweather's Instagram account, they are looking for venues. It was it was out of Miami, L.A., Vegas, and Atlanta for this exhibition fight that's going to be put on with Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. I think it's going to happen. My homeboy said he ain't heard nothing about no uh, date. Or he ain't heard nothing from Floyd out of his mouth about it, so he ain't going to believe it to the end. I ain't. But uh, I think it's going to happen. We've been hearing about Floyd doing some type of exhibition uh, in the making uh, here lately. So I think this Logan Paul and uh, Floyd Mayweather thing is going to kick off things on Trilla. Oh, God. That just sounds terrible. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm not excited to see it. Will I watch it? Yes. Of course, it's Money May. All right. But, um... I just think it's a joke, man. Unless they offering Florida a buku amount of money that's worth it, I understand that. You know that's what they're offering. I understand oh. that, but it's like, dang, Floyd, come on, man. L- L- Logan Paul? He bored, man. I guess, man. Well, go be in commentating or something. Go build a house somewhere. I don't know. You need to go do something. But we'll see, man. We'll see if that breaks down. Shout out Dwayne Wade, man. Dwayne Wade is part owner of the Utah Jazz. That is so big. big. That is so big. When that news broke, I was like, huh? Dwayne Wade, part owner of the Jazz, that came out of nowhere. But that is huge, man. We all thought LeBron James would be the next player outside of Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson to have something to do with some teams. But it was Dwayne Wade. And I never saw this coming, but I'm happy about it. So shout out to Dwayne Wade getting his opportunity, man, out there to be uh, in some ownership uh, with the Utah Jazz. Uh, Stylebender, uh, Vittieri set for UFC 263. This is the rematch. Stylebender got the win over Vittieri a few years back. So Stylebender will be back coming off the loss against Blackwitch at light heavyweight. Look concerned about this fight. We'll talk about it later with Stylebender returning off a loss, coming from 205, going back uh, to 85. But we'll cover that more uh, here uh, at the sports desk. And Black, is this a trend? We see Deion Sanders with Jackson State. Now we got Eddie George uh, with Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. The great Hall of Famer Eddie George is now the head coach 
of Tennessee State. Black, do you like this? These uh, prominent, great players, uh, black players going back to HBCUs being head coaches. How you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, I like it, man. And I think this is something that's going to catapult them into something major in uh, college football, period. You know, but it's good to see uh, big big names at the small uh, HBCU schools. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm excited to see it, too. And I saw like, okay, that's what's up. That's the first thing I said. That is what's up, man. So I'm eager to see what Eddie George is able to do at Tennessee State. One-time transfer portal is a goal. No more hiccups in the NCAA. So you got one time, no matter if you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, you want to transfer, you could transfer. No questions asked with college sports. That is big. The transfer portal is going to look like free agency. Mm. That's when you get Justin Fields to go from Georgia to Ohio State in the blink of an eye. But it was, was it can he play? What can we do to get him to play? What we got to do? Now, you ain't got to do nothing. You got one time to transfer, and you can play right away. So, mm. I'm gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see how that rocks in the NCAA. And last but not least, want to give a shout-out, man, to Jacksonville's own uh, Renee Davis, man. Got picked number nine overall in the W. NBA draft, the highest ranking uh, from somebody out this city uh, in the WNBA. She played at Tennessee. She's going to the WNBA with the ninth pick overall. We just want to tell her congratulations. We see you. Uh, if you just so happen to hear this, we're from Jacksonville as well, and we just want to show uh, some love. And it's even sweeter that you're from Reebok, because that's where your dog is from, Trojan land, man. So shout out Renee Davis on going ninth overall in this year's WNBA draft. You guys check her out this May. I believe the WNBA is sipping off their 25th season starting May 15th. May 15th. Y'all check out the WNBA. Alright. Alright, Black. That's pretty much gonna wrap up everything, man. Um, Any final thoughts? Any final anything before we get out of here, man? Yeah, man. A little one piece of news that I seen today. And okay. I don't know how I slept on this. Uh, LeBron James. You know, he's a uh, part owner of the Liverpool soccer team. Correct. It looks It's looking like LeBron James is going to be more hands-on with the organization and making decisions with players and personnel. Oh, okay. So, I think that's that's big for LeBron with his business hat being on. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. You know, Liverpool being one of the teams who won the championship over there where they're, where they're from. And uh, they say LeBron James is going to be, have, be more hands-on in decision-making. For the Liverpool soccer team. Not surprised. <clears throat> King on the move again, man. On and off the court. How can you not? How can you not love LeBron Raymond James? But yeah, look out for me in black. Live show covering the draft this Thursday. Just live reactions, man, like we did last year. That show was such a success. We'll be sitting back chilling, watching the draft. And uh, giving our live reactions, man. So y'all look out uh, for that, man. But other than that, man, great show today. We covered a lot. Appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate all your support. Thank you for rocking with the sports desk, man. We got a lot of new things coming your way very, very soon. We know outside is opening up and restrictions are easing. So me and Black and Rashad and Friend and Sid and Smooth, we're going to try to get everybody together and get things on the go out there with the sports desk, man. But we do thank you guys for all your support. Um, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Dedrick Hicks Jr. Hit me up. Let's talk some sports. What do you got for me? Holla at me. Black, what you got? Uh, you can hit me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Going to be on Twitter really heavy. NFL draft, live draft, 
um, yeah, y'all pay attention to that. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, you guys be safe. Y'all be cool. And we'll be chit-chatting with y'all very, very shortly. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance. Hey, this is a dude's lunch, man. Come on now. New sports desk.